Well, I took a class in art, fiber, and fashion design, and I was encouraged to go to Finland to be our first art and design student to visit there. And I was warned that people in Finland might be quiet and not outgoing and friendly. But when I got there, I found everybody so nice and friendly and happy to meet me Aww. that just made me feel really good. And many times there, because I didn't speak Finnish and couldn't read, um, I'd get a little bit lost. And I often would know that I'm kind of in the right place, but I didn't know if I needed to go right or left. So I'd stop and ask somebody, and they would say, well, I'll take you there. And Aww. I would say, no, no, just point right or left. I'm sure I can find it. say, no, no, no. And they would actually walk me to the place I was looking for. Multiple times this happened. So I never felt uncomfortable there. And I always thought that was such a great experience to see, you know, people from the other side of the world just be so nice and friendly, even when it was unexpected. And I've been new in other places too. And I'm often confused and there's so much to see so many different signs to read and so many arrows and so many things to have to see all at once um, that I understand when people come here to visit that they can't possibly see it all either so I am more than happy to be able to help people find where they're going what fun stuff to do and have the best experience they can while they're visiting us Welcome to A Fresh Air Inspired Life. I'm your host, Amanda Wise. And we are in the Welcome Center with our guest today because she is a saint and she works here full time <laughs> during the summer season. She lives at Lake Medora right outside the harbor and has for years. Let's meet today's guest, Becky Weeks. Hi, Becky. Hello, Amanda and all. Oh, yeah. Um, how long have you been working at the Welcome Center full-time? Oh, you had asked that one. I have no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 12 years, maybe? Okay, 12 years. Wow. And what are the hours that you're here? I am basically here 10 until 6 weekdays and Sunday, noonish to 4 or 5-ish, depending on how many people are around. Mm -hmm. um, I have Mondays and Wednesdays, Wednesdays off, so... You're on your own on those days. Okay. So you'll have to wander the harbor and ask some other person who And there are like plenty of people around. Every shop can tell you wonderful places to go and things to do. Truth. Awesome. Uh, now, this operation was previously, at least partially, run by volunteers as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition? Well, it started out, they asked me to work the busiest days so they wouldn't have volunteers have to give up their weekends. So I was working Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. And then as our volunteers got older, mm. um, they began to retire and not come back. Mm. And then the pandemic came, and I could not ask somebody to volunteer mm. for a life and death situation. Sure. So that was the end of our volunteerism. So now I work five days a week. Wow. Wow, thanks. Um, 
besides those changes in the scheduling, there's been some evolution in this room. New virtual kiosks and comfy chairs, which we're sitting in now, <laughs> and probably other things I haven't even noticed yet. But um, as the person physically in this room, what are your priorities for the flow of this space? Well, top for me is handicap access. Mm. We don't want anybody to come to town and not feel welcome. And so I have it set up that you can get around everywhere in the room for handicap mm -hmm. access, whether it's a walker or a wheelchair or sticks, however you get around. Mm -hmm. And um, it has sort of a flow to the room. It has a circular pattern and you can get at least two or three people passing each other everywhere plus mm -hmm. extra space for wheelchairs. Nice. Yeah, the spaces in between the display cases are much seems more than a grocery store that's for sure it's kind of nice yeah great job in here and um, i like it to look pretty when you walk in the room and one thing that has helped immensely is steve brim's photographs on the wall so that's one of the first things you see when you walk in mm -hmm. and they are spectacular they sure are and they're even labeled so people know what they're looking <laughs> yes. at yes cool how is this new setup working in here do you think um, pretty well, I think. Um, it's harder for people looking for the post office because the angle walking in from the front entrance into the hall door into this room angles them away from the post office. A lot of people oh. come up to me to buy stamps oh. or to send packages. And if the postman isn't here, I do buy stamps and wow. sell to people just at the same price because mm -hmm. I'm actually open longer than the post office. So mm -hmm. if you need stamps, I can sell them to you, but I can't take care of your packages. Oh. You have to wait for Ron or whoever That's... the next postmaster will be. Yeah, whoever that'll be. Cool, well thanks for, you just, you go above and beyond so much in this like selling stamps even that's that's awesome well you know they hired me for eight dollars an hour and my condition was that I was allowed to bring in my extra sewing handwork to do in the mm -hmm. meantime mm -hmm. to make up for some of my own time lost and when Bernie Sanders was running for president he was talking about living wages and such and that led the people that run this room and pay me to give me a really good raise and awesome. it's amazing how much more incentive you have to try to do as much as you can if you feel like you're having to make up for how much money they're giving you mm -hmm. well that's good i'm glad you feel like it's worth your time here it is very much a lot good. of people come in thinking i'm a volunteer oh, okay. and if they're trying to be oh you know i'm sorry to bother you it's like no 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 i'm i'm paid i'm here to okay. help you <laughs> becky gets paid she means it oh so I've worked in the service industry in town, and we both know that any person working in a tourist town doubles as an information desk. Mm -hmm. um, as the official one, what are some of the most common questions you get here? Oh, lately it's been, where are the brochures for the hiking trails? Oh. And I don't know why all of a sudden that is a big thing, except maybe the fact that my printers died and I didn't have any in the hallway for oh. about a month. Oh. <laughs> um, but also where to eat. Some people want to know where to buy local jewelry made with our local gems, mm. agates and such. 
So I've been into most of the shops. Well, I guess I've been in all the shops, but yours. Oh, <laughs> um, Because we work the same hours. That's Otherwise, close. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Um, so I can direct people to where they want to go. Um, sometimes they want to rent a bike, so I send them over to the Kimono Adventure Company. If they want a certain type of jewelry or they're interested in um, ancient rocks and mining questions, if I can't answer it, I send them over to Jim Billings over at Swedes or over to Cheryl Okanicki at the Kiwana Agate Shop, who, after some years and different owners, has come back to pick up the shop that her parents started many years ago. Yeah, and she's a pro at Rosh, She too. is, yeah. yes. Cool. And I thought it was just a pretty shop. I didn't know that history until oh. recently, so that's pretty cool. It is. Uh, is there anything you wish people would ask more often or something you tend to tell them about anyway, even if they don't ask? Well... This is a perfect job for me because I'm a born know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> so if I think it's interesting, I expect other people to think it's interesting. Okay. So there are a lot of different ways to answer that. Um, a lot of people come up for the history. So we have all the copper mining history. Um, some people come up for the geology. So we have geology by the galore. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Horseshoe Harbor area and some of the other shoreline here is the fourth oldest exposed rock on the planet, which wow. I think is pretty exciting. Um, unfortunately, that means there's not a lot of topsoil in Copper Harbor for mm -hmm. gardening, but people have helped us with that and provided mm -hmm. a community garden. And some people just want to shop. Some people want to hike, and we have lots of hiking trails. And some people want it to be like Mackinac Island in Las Vegas, and I must disappoint them and oh. tell them we're not, and you can go somewhere else. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, this is quite the drive to get here somewhere and uh, to expect something else, like mm -hmm. a grand tourist experience. It's not. I had someone argue with me that this wasn't Copper Harbor because she'd been to Copper Harbor, and it was a really cute town. But... Sorry, oh. I think it's a cute town, it and is this a is cute it. town. <laughs> I like it. Aw. So, Copper Harbor is a magical place. What do you hope people learn when they're here? I hope they learn to relax and enjoy their vacation. Mm. This is a beautiful spot. People want to go out on the trails. They're always asking where to find animals, and I try to convince people to go somewhere and just be quiet. You're not going to see animals if you're walking around talking and all of that. And Clyde's Pond Trail out behind the Welcome Center is, to me, the easiest, most accessible place to go see wildlife. You go out, you see the beautiful community garden, first part of the trail. You walk by the horses, which are lovely, throughout the fields. It used to be Fort Wilkins Gardens way back when. And the pond, you see ducks and geese around the fields and the old apple trees. There's so many songbirds which I recommend you get the Merlin app from Cornell University. It's oh. fabulous to help you learn your bird songs. And Clyde and Lloyd have set up the pond trail, so there are places to just sit and be quiet and enjoy and mm -hmm. see what you can see and hear what you can hear. It is lovely. I love taking Brady P back there, and he does mm -hmm. like to sit on those little they're a, they're a relaxing position, those mm -hmm. chairs out there. A they lounge? Really, yeah, lounge, a lounge position. And we have seen, um, if we're quiet, we'll see the the heron back there mm -hmm. and I saw the beaver just the oh, other fun. day I didn't know they had any. and he slapped his tail and scared me because oh, <laughs> that's well, what it's supposed to do it does I know I was I wasn't gonna bug the beaver but yeah there's really cool things to see when you're quiet so mm -hmm. I agree with that that's a great advice um, you seem to do a great job of keeping up 
on the current events in the area, like live music, road closures, lost and found items, etc. How do you collect all that information? I guess I pay attention. If somebody asks a oh. question and I don't know the answer, I want to know the answer. Sure. So being a know-it-all, you know, <laughs> just something I've got to get to the bottom of. Um, so I try to keep up with questions people ask and know the answers to. And if I don't know them, like if it's a geology question, I'll ask Erica mm. Bai, our doctor of geology in town, mm-hmm. or fishing. My husband is a great fisherman. He is. So um, if I don't know it, chances are he does. And if he doesn't, then I look it up or ask somebody else I think's an expert. We have some great folks here in town that grew up here, mm-hmm. and they are a wealth of history and information. And I love getting my stories from them. Nice. That's great. I love that you, if you don't have the answer, you're going to find it. Because now, now the question's out there. <laughs> you got to solve the mystery. Yep. That's so cool. Thanks so much for doing that. One thing you also do, which amazes me, is call around for a motel room when people need one for the night. I feel like that is so above and beyond your call of duty, but you do it with great organization and urgency. Why is this so important to you? Because I try to always put myself in other people's shoes. And I remember going on vacation when I was seven-ish, mm. and we drove out west to Tucson, Arizona. And I remember we'd drive about 500, 500 miles a day, and my dad was so tired once, mm-hmm. I think that was the night he put in 600, and we're kind of out in the boondocks and couldn't find a place to stay. And I remember just feeling so bad that he had to drive so far. Aww. I don't want other people that have to do that. Oh, you're so <laughs> sweet. And up here, I guess the one instance that really got me to be determined about it was a couple that had driven from downstate. So they had driven 12 hours to get mm-hmm. here. And I can't remember, it was some event that they didn't know about ahead of time. So oh. the key one always booked. And I was really lucky that I knew of someone that had just opened a B&B in Eagle River. And I called and they had a room. Wow. So they still had to drive like 25 more minutes. Sure. But otherwise... You know, when things fill up in the key one off, sometimes you'd have to drive over 100 miles to find a room, like an Ironwood or someplace. I did not want to do that to people. I would have taken them in to my own home, but we don't have running water or electricity back then, and I think they probably wouldn't have been very comfortable with that. Wow. (laughs) So I did find a place in Eagle River. So since then, I've been pretty adamant about keeping record of who has what for the busy weekends. That's awesome. You are amazing. Is there... Anything else you would like to say about working in the Welcome Center? You know, I have this theory about people that are kind of antisocial. And so they move their way up the Keweenaw to get away from people. And then about the only thing they can do, a type of job in Copper Harbor, is tourism. Mm. So often people that want to get away from people have to work with people. And I've had a lot of them stop by and say well how can you do this the same questions day after day after day and Mm -hmm. to me when I get a new place like I said before I don't know as much as I would like about the place and I want people to be patient with me and help me answer my questions and I am lucky to get to meet all these great people to me it's a privilege to be here to help them out and you know we get people from all over the world and it's an enrichment for my life 
Wow, that's awesome. I, I just want to kind of reiterate the fact about sometimes when you've traveled and you've been lucky to have someone help you out or that time when your dad drove so far and you mm -hmm. wondered if he could get a room. So those experiences really help create empathy and compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like someone who never had those hard times would never really realize how much it means to have somebody help take care of them. And I just think that what you're doing is a great showcase of that compassion and empathy and how it helps when we put it into motion. So thanks. Well, my family, I was the youngest and everybody was always kind and helpful and generous with me. So mm. I should try to pass that on. Yeah, but well, you're so sweet. How can somebody not be that way <laughs> well, to so you? You're so sweet to say you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for all you do. I give you so much credit. Um, each visitor center needs a well-informed, organized, and enthusiastic representative. And I think you hit all those marks. Well, well thank you very much. Yeah. What would you like to what do you like to do in the area otherwise? What are some of your hobbies? Well, I suppose nature has always been the biggest thing since I was a little kid. I remember my mom showing me my first British soldier lichen, and my oh. sister was way into wildflowers, and um, I always liked birds, and my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Bennett in Trenton, <laughs> or, uh, Trenton J.L. Anderson School, had a special section on birds and we painted pictures of them and wrote stories about them and learned what they do and where they come from and how they live and so that was pretty addictive all wow. those things so wildflowers trees and birds and such so that's probably my greatest thing and when you mentioned when you first started working here you were working on your sewing you want to mm -hmm. say anything else about that that's a big part of your life well I went to school at Finlandia started out Suomi and ended up Finlandia University for fiber and fashion design and I specialized in historical costuming ah. so for many years I made costumes for Mackinac Island for a couple mm. of their sites um, three I guess altogether and that was a lot of fun and it was a lot of hurry up and get it done because they would hire the people over the winter, interview and all that stuff, and then they would give me their sizes, and then like all of a sudden, here's the stuff and you gotta make it quick. Wow. <laughs> so the deadline was, I'd already started working here for the year in May, so I had to try to get the costumes done and off to Mackinac while I was still working here. So that uh. was a little bit of a hassle it is. <laughs> stressful like it. um but they all got in costumes so nice. it worked out are you still doing any of that costume no they've got somebody on site and oh, i always figured someday they would and at mm. first i thought you know i love the wow factor making costumes for mm -hmm. Mackinac island and then when i was told sorry we won't need your dresses anymore this year we've hired somebody locally to take over which would be much easier for everybody involved mm -hmm. for maybe realistically 10 seconds I was disappointed oh. and then I was like oh that's so great what a relief oh. <laughs> so I actually make more money working here as a welcome center instead of sewing because nobody treasures the work and ability of sewers basically mm. so you, know, you don't get very much money doing that so the wow factor you know I let that go because sure. <laughs> it wasn't a money factor sure wow interesting is there is there anything else you would like to tell the world i would say that copper harbor is absolutely stunning any time of the year 
I mm-hmm. try to promote the spring color season. Mm-hmm. That's when the waterfalls are going like crazy. We have lots of people come up during the summer, during dry spells, when there's barely a trickle in some of them. And if they would just come up during waterfall season, I mean, it's just a spectacular time to be here. Um, just a little bit later during the lilac season or the apples, because the whole Keweenaw is peppered with old mining mm-hmm. villages. And our Estevant Pines is wonderful, but a lot of us don't realize that Estevant had a whole village set up just before you get to Lake Manganese. Mm-hmm. And there are old foundations. There used to be a town there with a fountain in the town square. Um, there's apple orchards. Everybody had lilacs. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the apple season, or the apple blossoms, and the lilacs blooming, you can have the wild cherries and apples and lilacs i mean it fills the air i mean it Mm -hmm. smells heavenly and they're hybridized they've all crossed over the 150 Mm -hmm. years or whatever it's been and there are lilacs there that are nowhere else on the planet and i think everybody ought to come up here in the spring get themselves black fly jackets Mm because that will make your spring much more enjoyable here don't hide out and be afraid to come here because they're bugs Mm -hmm. we've got jackets and we know how to use them yep and you ought to too yep just get here and enjoy it yeah that's great i like that i i remember a few days this you know early summer when the black flies were out and just everyone who was determined to get out the locals i must say more of the locals are Mm -hmm. can put themselves in the black fly jacket and be like well gotta get this done here i am and then if someone asks you how the bugs are you don't know because they can't (laughs) get to you and it's great Mm -hmm. i've i got one too that's it's awesome and the fall after the leaves fall too is a beautiful time of year and it's quiet here because most people don't want to come here because the fall color has gone and Mm -hmm. the snow's not here yet but the trees the silver of the bark of the trees and the coppery oak tree leaves are just mixed with the green of the evergreens to me is just as fabulously beautiful as any other time of year if you look around you really look at the subtleties of the different seasons you'll just be in love with your whole year Mm -hmm. and after the leaves fall off the trees you can see through the ridges and Mm -hmm. over and through just where you couldn't see while the leaves are on it you can see the forest (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. the trees it just opens everything up and it's that's really cool and the lace of the branches against the sky Mm. the silhouettes are just one of my favorite things Mm. lovely Mm -hmm. lovely anything else you'd like to share with us well be nice to each other treat each other like you would like to be treated no matter where you are. That's great. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure talking right here. I'm surprised we haven't had any visitors come through, but you knew it was your slow day, so it worked out all right. Um, I'd like to invite the listener to reach out to Copper Harbor Vitality with any questions you might have for Becky or our past guests. And I'd like to make a small plug that the Vitality Gallery now has a virtual tour on our YouTube page. It's the latest video, so check it out if you haven't already been in. Till next time, help somebody out if they look lost, and be good to yourself. (laughs) 